The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So, take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matt Overmind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And I have a celebrity on the show for you today. Don't I deliver? Don't I deliver? I got my man who actually used to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. So if you're a Bengals fan, you want to listen to it. If you're not a Bengals fan, then I don't know what to tell you. But he is really a former, accomplished former NFL athlete turned entrepreneur and certified plant-based nutrition expert. And this is what I love about him. He's passionate about optimizing human performance and wellness. And if you've been listening or watching my show this last couple of years, that's really what I talk about, optimizing, optimization, not, you know, what can get you to feel a little bit better, but actually optimizing, being the best version of yourself mentally, physically, in every way you possibly can. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. And who do I have? Chris Banderino. Look him up. He's an awesome guy. He's an awesome guy. And the topics of today's episode, we're going to talk about the impacts of nutrition on human performance. Why we should eat plant-based. We're going to talk about different things. Sometimes people don't understand the difference between vegan, vegetarian, and plant-based. We're going to get into that a little bit as well. And some practical wellness tips. And of course, whatever craziness comes out of my mind today. And with that being said, oh, and I keep forgetting to do this, everyone, because I keep forgetting the Zika recommendation page is now live again. So the Zika recommendation page, I'll put in the description of the podcast, it has products that I use to optimize my training and also that I recommend to others as well. And it has a wonderful discount code so you can save some money on some fantastic products. So check out Zika recommendation page. I'll make sure that's in the description of the podcast as well. With that being said, now we're going to get started. Hey, Chris, how's your day going, man? Going pretty well, thanks. Zika, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for being here, my friend. And with that being said, let's talk about nutrition because you are really the expert on this and also human performance. If anybody knows to play at a high level in any sport, you have to know how to optimize your performance. So let's talk about the importance of nutrition on human performance. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think you can really, uh, separate the two right performance and nutrition really need to go hand in hand and you know if you're really looking and, and talking about optimizing you cannot ignore nutrition um you know you can be a high level athlete you can be just genetically blessed however if you don't have a uh strategic approach to nutrition if you're not mindful about it 
you're definitely leaving something on the table in terms of performance and recovery, right? You don't know what you could be capable of just by fueling your body with the right uh, nutrient-rich foods. Um, so that's across the board. You will never be to your best ability if you ignore nutrition entirely. So are you, the? have you seen this? Because I've always, this has been always like a theory of mine, right? You have two athletes about similar skill sets, but one optimizes their um, their nutrition and their, not just even their nutrition, but just overall lifestyle and one don't. Have you ever seen a situation like that and where the one that actually optimizes their nutrition and pays attention to that outperforms the other? Yeah, I mean, it's really difficult to kind of run that analysis, but I will say, you know, what I saw in the NFL is um, the guys that had that dialed in, Tony Gonzalez is a great example of this. So when I was with the Kansas City Chiefs, Tony kind of had his own nutritionist. He had, you know, exactly his food meals dialed in. He was actually eating you know, and things separately than what was just offered to everybody else on the team. Um, he was eating mostly a plant-based diet at the time. I don't know if he was vegan or not, but it was mostly a plant-based diet, very clean source food and all those things. And so if you look at somebody like that, who's a Hall of Fame tight end, the longevity of his career, um, I think that's where you see the the impact of nutrition really stack up over time. Um, so the shelf life of an NFL athlete um, is very short. Most most NFL athletes have like a three year you know shelf span. Injuries obviously it's a very violent sport, so your ability to bounce back from injury and recover is so super important. Um, again, not just for performance but for longevity in terms of overall career. So what I saw is the guys that are serious about it that you know really um treat it the same way that they do you know everything else in terms of you know playbook study watching film hitting the weight room nutrition was part of that overall program and that really you know separated them from the pack in terms of like career longevity but also like the ability to recovery and continue to perform at a high level one of my buddies, he's a huge LeBron fan, and he always, I think we've heard his stories all the time, and I'm pretty sure it's true because it's been reported. He spends like, what, a, a, is it a million dollars or is it a billion dollars a year on his body? But he's, he spends a lot of money, a lot of money on his body, <laughs> whatever it is, but it's a million. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more than yeah. I have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be a billion. That would be stupid. No. You're right. It's, yeah. It is a million. That would, a million yeah. wouldn't make sense. So yeah. he spends like a million dollars a year on his body. Right. So think about that. And that's with his nutrition. That's with his uh, recovery routines. I mean, there's so much that goes into that. But an athlete like, like LeBron, who was what, 39, I think. Um, 38, 39 now, and still performs at a high level. Steve Naismith always makes this joke on ESPN when he says, you know, how is it that the oldest person on your team is in the best shape, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, because of how much that he puts into his body, right? So we think, think about how important that is. And so for us on a day-to-day -day basis, we may just think, oh, you know, we don't pay attention to our nutrition, but if you want to be at a high level, not just in athletic sports, but just in life in general, you may not have a million dollars, but you're not playing in NBA or the NFL, but there are changes that you can make to make so you can perform better. I always tell people when, whenever I, um, my energy levels are low, 
or whenever um, my mind seems cluttered, I can usually tie that back to something nutrition-based or something in my life that's really causing that. And when I get rid of that, I usually feel better later. And with my clients, it all, all it happens a lot where after making small changes in their lives, eventually they start to say, wow, I feel so much better. Even your mood, I was talking about that in the last, last episode that I released, even your mood changes when you can optimize your lifestyle and optimize your, your nutrition. That's absolutely important. So thank you so much for sharing all that, especially because you have a lot more experience than I actually have with this. So this is absolutely great. But plant-based, you're talking about Tony Gonzalez, you're talking about plant-based, right? So why do you think, what, actually, let me start over. Let's define plant-based. Yeah, that's that's the challenge, right? So plant-based can mean a variety of different things. Um, I think a better word actually is more plant-centric, um, you know, because I think that decouples plant-based from like veganism or vegetarianism or, you know, all these, I guess, different uh, dietary derivatives of plant-based. What I think it is, is, you know, at least for me, it's just, you know, um, a contrast to the standard American diet, which is more ultra processed foods focused. It's heavily dependent on um, animal based proteins. And a lot of times those are not coming from the best of sources. And again, I think beyond plant based, we really need to take a, a closer look at where uh, our food comes from. So the sourcing, what goes into it, both plants and animals. So, um, you know, in terms of like a more plant centric approach, there's certain things that you're going to get from plants that are, you're just not going to get through um, animal foods alone. Um, like a lot of the phytonutrients and kind of therapeutic benefits and nutrients that are in plants that aren't exactly in animals. That said, um, when you're sourcing really high quality animal based foods, those are also extremely nutrient rich. Um, can be great for athletes uh, in terms of like putting on lean muscle and all that. So, you know, there's there's challenges with going exclusively plant-based and it really depends on kind of what your, your goal is um, and why you would kind of go kind of exclusively plant-based for some sort of hybrid. But I think the main benefits is um, kind of a lower level of inflammation in the body, which we know is kind of the root cause of you know everything that goes wrong, essentially. Um, so controlling inflammation through a more plant-centered approach and then getting all those um, you know essential vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, antioxidants, all those things that the body soaks up and loves, especially if you're training at a really high level. Now, now you, you throw some words out there and I want to make sure we clarify for the audience. So kind of help mm -hmm. me out here, Chris, because I'm a little bit slow, right? So phytonutrients, people hear that word. What does that even mean? Yeah, so there's different forms of phytonutrients. I think the easiest way to explain that is uh, what gives all the, the vibrance and color to foods, right? So there's different things like cachetins and polyphenols and a bunch of different scientific ways to find these things. But the, the easiest concept is just eating the rainbow, right? And that's what you get from plants that you're not going to get from, from animals. And, you know, plants are actually, they have an amazing, um, you know, color-based system that signals, okay, eat this for this specific nutrient. Like strawberries are really, really rich in, in 
vitamin C. You know, a lot of us think about oranges, but strawberries are also extremely rich in, in vitamin C. Um, so there's just like not, there's a different um, set of nutritive compounds that you're going to get from plants that you're not necessarily going to get from animal-based sources. I'm going to say this for a lot of people. I was, I was born and raised in Jamaica, right? So what I'm about to say, a lot of people, especially in the U.S. or even more developed countries are not familiar with, but it's eaten seasonally. Yeah. See, we in, in a lot of health coaches now, we talk about this a lot, like eat seasonally. Mm -hmm. If you live in Florida, eat foods from Florida, whatever grows in Florida in the season, because we fly things from California and all over the place, right? But when you live in the Caribbean, it's almost impossible to not eat seasonally. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, when I like j just while I just came back from Jamaica and Guinness, I don't know if you're familiar with what Guinness are, but I, um, I love them, but I haven't them in years because I've never been to Jamaica in Guinness season since I've left and yeah. it was Guinness season. I was eating them like nothing. Like I was just going through them or whatever because it was Guinness season. Right. And so a lot of times, it, so in the, when you live in, in like in the islands, you eat seasonally, you eat what's growing in that time. A lot of people don't realize, though, that the reason why certain foods grow at certain times of the year is because your body needs it for that particular time of the year. That so we gotta really be, be pay attention to that. We we look at a lot of the um fruits that grow in the warmer months is because they're the nutrients that they provide actually is natural sunscreen for our bodies by eating those fruits, right? That's why they grow that certain times of the year. So and you can Google look that up. Is that you, all that information is there online for you to check out? So yes, phytonutrients are extremely important. Um, something else that we can add to our diet that's plant-based is teas. I had an episode on, on teas and go ahead and watch it and check it out from like a few months ago. And we got really deep into that topic, right? Because I drink tea, two teas before I eat every day. My first meal is around 9, 9.30 now, right? Um, so, and I drink tea for about an hour after I wake up and another hour I drink another tea. That's a, that's a, Two easy way you can get some phytonutrients. We're talking about flavonoids, polyphenols, and so on and so forth. These things that naturally reduces the inflammation into your body before you even eat any food. So, and, and you don't have to drink before you eat. I mean, you can drink tea throughout the day, especially in colder months, so on and so forth, right? So that, that, the, the benefits of having plants into your diet, you can't just, you can't just say no. I don't like this. I don't like that. You have to eat the rainbow. You have to eat a wide diet. And something else you what people don't realize is over time when your gut microbiome shifts, what you like and don't like will change. So we really got to think about it. I've had a colleague of mine who told me, he's like, now when people tell me about eating um, Cheetos, I don't want it anymore. And I'm like, yup, because you've slowly made the changes and your gut microbiome is shift. So now what your body craves is different. One last thing, Chris, before I um, send it back to you is I posted something on my Instagram this morning, and it says that 5% of Americans get the recommended amount of fiber. 5%. Think about that. 5%. That's wild. That's wild, right? A lot of people <laughs> well, say that, like, that's crazy, but that's norm. And it's not just fiber. You know, if you actually look at all... The essential vitamins and minerals like vitamin D, um, you know, I think 60, 70 percent of the, the population is insufficient in vitamin D, you know, and that's magnesium. the same for magnesium, iodine, selenium, all these, you know, key vitamins and minerals that our body needs to just as, as baseline functionality um, have been stripped away from 
food. They're not in the ultra processed food that, you know, is um, made up the vast majority of our diets. And so the only way to get those is through locally sourced seasonal fruits, vegetables, you know, and getting back to, to that approach, you know, when, when stuff shipped halfway across the world before it gets to our supermarket shelves, it's picked way before it's ripe. It's eaten out of season. And that's just problematic for the gut microbiome, you know, we're eating stuff, you know, wrong times of the year, which, you know, just, it, it changes everything. You know, we've evolutionary, you know, we have fruits in summer and in early fall to prepare for winter and be able to store fat. Now we're consuming them year round. And so that's not really advantageous to um, uh, what most of us want to achieve. So I, I, I love that point is just getting back to a local uh, approach to eating and sourcing your food and, and integrating that seasonal approach because if you're shopping from the local farmers markets or we get you know a farm box delivered to us they're just going to send you what's grown in season you know what's ripe what's fresh <clears throat> and it's a great way to implement that um in your daily routine yeah i realize a lot of times um well not a lot of times cuz i rarely eat out of season but if i do it doesn't taste the same my uncle lives in new york and he brought up to me he was like the apples that grow in New York, when he eat those apples that grow in season, he's like, it's twice as sweet. It tastes so much better because like I said, they're force ripe and so on and so forth. Like they're not, yeah. they're, they're not in season. That's absolutely important. I mean, yes, there's certain foods that we love and we want to eat them all year round, but we are not built for that. It's just like, I've talked about ketosis. Some of my, some of the health coaches, some of my dear friends, they love ketosis. But the most of them understand that they, we need to cycle ketosis because Chris was kind of getting there when he was talking about, well, in the winter months or maybe in the fall, and this in the warmer months, like spring to some part of fall, we have more um, not more fruits available. And of course, vegetables will be available as well. But once your body stores that as fat, then when you go into the colder months, you can be in ketosis a little bit longer and burn off that body fat, right? But that's why a lot of fruits don't grow year round unless you are in like a, a tropical environment all year round. But even so, the the, the fruits rotate. Right? Most of them are the season changes based on what your body needs. Nature is very intelligent. God is very intelligent. They they know exactly what our body needs. We just need to listen to it. Dr. Uh, Terry Bader and I were just talking about human beings, we can't take separate ourselves from the earth. We can't separate ourselves from the ecosystem. We have to connect with it. We have to be one. Grounding is another example. We talk about the importance of grounding for our health, right? We have to connect with the earth. And eating seasonally is a way to do that. One more thing I want to bring up is it was a, um, a doctor that brought up that the soil where you live is designed for the environment that you encounter on a daily basis. And then that's another reason why eating seasonally, eating locally is extremely important. So if you don't do that, I want you to make more of a shift and start to think about eating, making a shift towards that. But I have another question for you, Chris, because I have some wonderful vegan friends and some wonderful vegetarian friends, or let's say plant-based, right? But they eat a lot of processed stuff. <laughs> so yeah. and you've talked about that like two, three times yeah. already. So what do you have to say to people like that? Well, I would just, you know, ask them their motives or reasons um, for following a specific dietary, you know, 
pattern, right? Now, if it's for health reasons and you're eating a lot of ultra processed foods, then you're fooling yourself and thinking that that's like the optimal diet because it's not, right? You can't, uh, I don't care what diet you're on. If you're relying on a bunch of ultra processed foods that are packed with, you know, uh, seed oils and all these sugars and all that stuff, it's just not healthy. Like, flat out, it's not going to be optimal by any stretch of the imagination, right? So regardless of diet, if you focus on quality of food, both for plants and animals, right? Let's say, okay, I'm going to go plant-based and I don't care about sourcing organic. It can come from wherever. Okay, well, now you're you know overloading the system with probably a lot of glyphosate and rich produce that's not uh doesn't have a lot of those good microbiomes from the soil versus if you were to seek out locally produced items that are grown in a native environment from you know high quality nutrient rich soil now you've got caught two different apples one is packed with nutrients the other one is 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 not right so like that's where you really have to go one step further to seek out you know um really quality of the food that you're you're consuming. Um, so whether vegan, vegetarian, keto doesn't matter. It's quality over those, I guess, dogmatic principles. Now, I think I know there's like the um, kind of humanitarian side of it and the ethical side of it. And if that's the reason, then I think that's a harder, it's a more difficult point to argue. Um, that said, there's destruction in everything, right? It's not like... <laughs> You know, uh, when people are, you know, farming crops, that stuff doesn't get killed along the way, right? It's like stuff happens, right? That's just like the natural cycle of nature. Like it's definitely, um, it's not a no harm situation, but it is arguably more humane than, you know, the way that the big, you know, feedlots are treating, you know, the animals and stuff that um, we're largely purchasing our animal products from. So I think it really depends on like what the goal is and why you're following a certain dietary program um, and just knowing the trade-offs for both. And then if you are vegan, also on the nutrition side, you definitely need a supplement with, you know, B12, omega as a whole host of vitamins and minerals to ensure that you're giving your body um, the building blocks, the foundational nutrients that you're not going to get solely from I love that because I, I'm going to dive into that a little bit more. I want to get into some practical stuff that can help individuals who are not plant-based who want to shift, who have the thought of shifting to a more plant-based approach. I want to get into that a little bit deeper. But before I do that, Chris, I want to take a quick break for you and talk about one of my new partners, Colorado Botanicals. Now, as an athlete, or and one who trains, right? You know the importance of taking care of your body. That's why you watch the Matter Over Mind experience or listen to it, right? That's why you, you know, you follow other podcasters and so on. So that's why you take care, you try, you you work out and try to take care of your health, right? We know the importance of eating healthy, exercising regularly, and taking time for recovery, right? But something I want people to consider is CBD to help to enhance recovery and performance. See, CBD has been shown to help with inflammation that Chris talked about earlier in the episode, right? Inflammation is not bad. Remember, I always say it's chronic inflammation and your body's ability to respond to inflammation is what's very important, right? Also helps with pain relief and even anxiety and depression. Someone came up to me to, in the gym the other day, one of my, a wife of one of my friends, and she was telling me about how much pain she has 
when she's training, right? And she doesn't feel like she's pulled anything, but it just kind of seems like it's not recovering well. And I told her, I said, well, she's creating a lot of inflammation there and she needs to focus on recovery. And I talked about, about, about some stuff she can do, but I also gave her a sample of some CBD stuff as well. And, this, and she came back to me a couple of days later. The pain was still there a little bit, but she could tell it was going away. She's like, oh my gosh, that was so nice of you. That's freaking amazing, right? And she's become a fan of CBD products, right? I also regularly use CBD, but I usually want some Colorado botanicals um, to reduce inflammation and, of course, help me to recover. Because you know your boy goes hard in the paint when I train. I mean, I go as hard as Chris over here, but, you know, your boy goes hard in the paint. Your boy goes hard in the paint, right? So I'm going to make sure um, that the website is going to be in the description of the episode. So you can click on there and use the code Zico Health to give you a 10% discount off their products. And something I really like about Colorado Botanicals as well, all their products, it lists out this different strengths and what they're primarily good for, right? So you can, so check out their website. I'll make sure in the description of the episode and the Cozica Health would give you a 10% discount. Now, back to the regular schedule programming here, Chris, because we want to give people some practical stuff because we kind of knock them over the head with don't eat processed stuff, eat more plant-based, so on and so forth, right? So someone says, okay, I want to start eating more plant-based. So what would like a meal look like in your mind of, let's say, a plant-based meal? Um, so I think that depends, right? It depends on the individual. Um, it, first off, what do you like? You know, what type of flavors? What's your cultural background? Like, what do you enjoy cooking, right? What are the flavors you respond well to? From there, you can start to construct a meal system that's going to work in your favor, right? Because it doesn't do anybody any good to just eat salads all day long if you don't like salads, right? Um, so that's where I think, you know, leveraging the herbs and spices and all that, the cuisine, and then constructing, you know, meals around that, Um and there's so much to explore on that front in terms of, you know, plant-based and, and um, you know, sweet potatoes are a great, you know, option for getting kind of a more starchy vegetable um, into your diet. There's, you know, numerous ways that you can make that. You can play around with pulses and um, chickpeas and, and different things. So, and, you know, I mean, there's a world to explore really on the, the plant-based cuisine side of things. Um you know, we started our company Life Fuel as a, a simplistic way to get one plant-based meal a day. So you're getting essentially everything that you should be getting from a real whole food meal, but in a convenient um, format that you can have in a smoothie um, or simply mix in water. You're out the door with, you know, your protein, your greens, all the antioxidants, all the essential vitamins and minerals at therapeutic levels. So it's a really all-in-one solution to daily nutrition. And it's a very easy first step for people that are trying to kind of live a more plant-based lifestyle to simply replace, you know, a standard American breakfast with something like that. You know, it's one meal a day. That's an easy approach. And now you've cut down significantly on, you know, ultra-processed foods and animal proteins with a plant-based alternative. So let's talk about a little bit more about plant um, life fuel then, right? So what, um, what is really like in a, let's say in a serving? Yes. Yeah, so our approach is really, uh, our aim was to create the most complete solution to daily nutrition. And to do that, we really started with the science and looking at, okay, what are the most common nutrients that are lacking and missing in 
modern diets, right? So we looked at Linus Pauling Institute of Nutrition, uh, it was a very robust database that kind of aggregates a lot of that data for people. We also looked at Bruce Ames Nutritional Triage Theory of Aging, which posits when you don't have the essential vitamins and minerals or they're lacking in some form, your body flips a switch from long-term health to short-term survival. So what that means is it's trying to get these nutrients any which way it can, right? So if your hair's falling out, you know, it's probably a sign that your body doesn't have enough protein, iron, ferritin, and these other building blocks to have healthy, strong, beautiful hair, right? So you can really look back to nutrition. If you're having skin issues, you can look and see, okay, is there any other underlying nutritional gaps that might be having going on? And then, you know, the gut, that's where we have, you know, very robust, you know, 50 different whole food plant-based nutrients that are primarily focused on nourishing the healthy bugs in your gut that are central to overall health and stopping cravings and all that. So really true health starts in the gut. You got to be able to feed that gut, nourish that gut on a daily basis with the right plant-based nutrients, and then make sure you're getting those foundational building blocks of essential vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, as we alluded to, plus your protein, fiber, and everything else, right? So essentially everything you would imagine in a real whole food meal, but in a more convenient format that you can have in, you know, 60 seconds or less, and you're, you're out the door. I love that because you're right. We talked about it in the beginning of the show, right? That most people are lacking in, well, we talked about magnesium. We talked about uh, vitamin D. You know, there's some, there's some, like, I think magnesium and correct me if, I, if you know the difference, Chris, but I think it's over 600%, 600 processes in our bodies is what mag magnesium is responsible for, right? So imagine if you're lacking in magnesium, then most people are lacking in protein. Yes, it's a macronutrient and you can get it from meat. Well, most people don't eat enough protein, which is like a center in, and very important, especially as someone who's an athlete or somebody who trains, we need enough protein. In, in the weight loss community, I like to use the term weight management a lot, but let's say weight loss, a lot of people, I counsel, I've counseled thousands of people over the years and they've come to me and say, I know what I eat, I just can't seem to lose weight. And when I look at their diet, on top of the fact that they're not getting enough micronutrients, I do realize they don't eat enough protein. And over the years, they just have not been eating enough protein. And when I, and when, then the issue with that is also your bodies over time will downregulate the, the enzymes that it needs to break down protein if you take it out of your diet, just like with sugars and carbs. And I've talked about metabolic flexibility over and over again. So I'm not going to talk about that that much here. So, so at first, I have to actually slowly increase how much they eat. So their bodies can start to respond and start to create more protease. And over time, they can break down protein. I mean, I've had days where I eat over 200 grams of protein and it's like nothing yep. to me, right? Yep. I know Chris knows. I'm sure he's probably <laughs> had days where he's like a whole lot more than that. Like it's like nothing because your body breaks it down. But then I'm also very plant-centric with the way I eat as well, right? So, and most of my carbs, guess where they come from? Fruits and vegetables, primarily fruits, really. Is where right, most of my carbs come from. And then I cycle my vegetables. So even throughout the day, I try to eat the rainbow. So when I'm talking about like a plant-centric approach, that's really where I'm getting at. Like you need, you need, you need to have your protein. I would say for let's say women, approximately, this is just making up a number, 20 to 25 gram per per meal. Males, maybe 35 to 40. If you're training, it might be a little more, might be a little bit more, so on and so forth. But then you just, you know, have a have a um a uh, a vegetable with every meal. 
whatever that may be, right? So it could be carrots, it could be spinach sauteed in uh in olive oil or avocado oil, something like that. It can even be great to add to your breakfast, right? Um, putting in um spinach in your um in your omelets. That's another great way you can do that, right? It doesn't just have just have to be for breakfast. It could be any time of the day. I eat breakfast food even at night, if I if if it comes down to it, right? Teas is something else that we talked about, right? But I have a question for you, Chris. I'm pausing on whole tea things. Spices. Can we talk about plant-based? Do you or being plant-centric? Do you consider spices in that role? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, spices are what deliver all the flavor to food, what brings out and enhances food. So absolutely be using you know spices and herbs and all that as much as possible. There's a lot of therapeutic benefits to spices and uh, like cinnamon, for example, can be great for blood sugar control. Like, I mean, if you look back, you know, a lot of indigenous you know, societies and just kind of more ancestral medicine, they really depended on herbs and spices as their primary uh, means of medicinal treatment. Right. That's where even modern medicine like that's it's a you know derivative of you know, that a lot of fungi based stuff and other things have all kind of, um, you know, started with herbs, spices and, and fungi. So getting that back into the diet will have profound benefits, you know, you hopefully help you become re less reliant on cold and flu medication, right? Because you just now infuse these into your um, daily, daily, you know, um, dietary program, you know, ginger is another great one. Um you know, garlic, honey, like so much, <laughs> you know, there's just so much to impact and so many great benefits of those, those herbs and spices. I was in Jamaica. Um, and I, I think I said it in the episode already, but I was in Jamaica in August and I was sitting around with the Rastaman, right? I know the Rastaman, you know, and yeah. they were teaching me about the earth and like foods and spices and, and, you know, the herbs and stuff like that, you know? And when I say hers, I'm not so, I'm not just talking about ganja, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do that too. But no, but they were teaching about the earth. They're talking about herbs and all these things. And they were, t and it, it, they were so in tune with the earth. They would tell me what herbs do what, like what benefits mm -hmm. they have. Like it was, I'm sitting here as somebody with seven certifications, been doing this for years and I'm taking notes. Like I'm like, Oh, okay. They're talking about teas that I've never heard of before. Cause I'm telling about the teas, telling them about the teas. I drink. They're like, check this tea. I try this tea and I can't, I, and I bought them. Some of them gave me, I brought them up with me and I'm drinking those teas every day. I'm like, hmm, writing it down, taking it notes. Right. Because herbs and teas and spices and these things that been given to us are so beneficial for our health is not always about, you know, depriving ourselves of what we think we like or whatever, but a lot of it's just start adding, slowly adding in things into your life that you never really did before. Like growing up, my grandma made me drink Cersei. I don't know, Chris, have you ever drank Cersei? But I don't tell think you, buddy, so. <laughs> what? I, I don't think so. What is it? It will put some hair on your chest, buddy. Everything oh, wow. <laughs> is so bitter. It's ridiculous. I used to sit there for hours and go, I'm not drinking this. And I never figured out that it tastes worse when it's cold. I should just drink it when it's hot and get it over with. But I would just, as a child, I'm stubborn and stupid. So I would sit there for forever, forever and ever. And then finally, I'm going to drink it anyway, right? Because I can't get up until I drink it. And then I was talking to one of the Rasta men about it. And they're like, I, try this tea, try neem. It is twice as bitter as Cersei. I'm like, why would I do that? But I also <laughs> know that because I drink Cersei on a regular basis now, but I also know that bitter is good for the body. So when he tell me this is more bitter than Cersei, you definitely need to have it in your diet. Guess what? 
I got some. I even found some on Amazon. I just ordered some. Apparently, it's going to take like a month, but it's going to get here. But I did order some. And now talk to some people who may say, I don't like this because it's bitter. I don't like that because it's bitter. I'm like, that's why you need it. Yeah. Herbs are bitter. Organic, Chris. I know you've seen the difference. Or somebody came to me and said, when she switched to organic, she realized that organic vegetables have more of a bitter taste to it than non-organic vegetables. A lot of people don't realize that. Well, I would say the flavor uh, across the board is just going to be more pronounced, you know, in organic versus non-organic, right? Because again, they're they're most likely grown in more nutrient-rich soils. They're, you know, less um, exposed to chemicals and all that stuff. And so, you know, locally farmed organic produce is going to taste the way supposed to you ever go to italy and you have a tomato there never taste a tomato in america that tastes like a tomato in italy right there's just so much flavor in those those foods uh, because of the way in which they protected the soil and all the nutrients and uh gets passed into it so absolutely there's a massive difference and, and the quality really does matter i didn't know that honestly i didn't know that like organic would enhance the flavor more i never really thought about that but the way it explains it, it makes a lot of sense i didn't mm -hmm. I didn't think about that. Now, with that being said, though, we talked a lot about plant-based and we've talked about this company. We could talk about a little bit more towards the end of the episode, which we kind of towards the end anyway. But I want to talk about some lifestyle stuff because we know that nutrition is, is, is one end of the spectrum, but not the whole spectrum, right? So what are some this lifestyle wellness tips that you can give my audience, Chris? So for me, one thing that I've... Um really implemented is being protective around your daily routine, you know, and that might be 15 minutes, it might be an hour, but um, having a daily routine to start, I think really sets the tone for the day, it allows you to kind of focus on uh, dedicate some time to self improvement, and just carving that out so that you can day after day, as you continue to do that, you're going to see that micro improvement. And that's really uh, compound significantly over time. So my daily morning routine, I'll typically start with 10 to 15 minutes of just mindful meditation. I'll do some quick journaling um, and reading. I listen to Ryan Holiday, like Stoic podcast in the morning. It just kind of sets the, the tone and kind of the menta mentality for the day. And then I like to work out in the morning. And so I'll, I'll kind of get some movement in and then I'm energized. I'm ready to take on the rest of the day. It doesn't really matter if, you know, I have a stressful day or not. At least I've, you know, already taken care of my mental well-being, my physical well-being. And, you know, at least I've got that one small win. I got it early in the day. So no matter what else happens, like, you know, I can pat myself back and get up the next day feeling good that I did something for myself. So what you're saying is set yourself a routine. It's kind of like we're talking about being plant-centric. It's also as being routine-centric, right? So set yourself a routine. Everybody's routine may look a little different, I'm assuming, but mm -hmm. you can add or subtract from that routine based on what works for you. Because I've done that in, my, in my, myself. Eventually, I figured out that waking up at 5 o'clock and doing cardio was not good for my health. I yeah. also learned that I shouldn't be listening to DMX while I was doing cardio <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning because I'd have a really angry day. Yeah. <laughs> not saying DMX is bad. I'm not saying about that, but I, I I saw it after a couple of days. I was like, why am I so angry all the time? And I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't be listening to angry music while I'm trying to run the fastest that I possibly can on the treadmill at five o'clock in the morning. So you may want to, you can add in some track of your routine based on what may work for you. But being routine centric is very important. And with that being said, my man, 
this is a fantastic episode. Thank you for sharing. I've learned a lot. I know my listeners and all and my viewers have learned a lot as well. So let us know more about how can we um, reach out to you? How can we learn more about Life Fuel and so on and so forth? Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. And I hope your listeners um, you know, get something great out of this. Uh, Life Fuel, uh, you can come directly to our website. It's Life with the Y. So it's L-Y-F-E-F-U-E-L dot com. Um, we've got all of our plant-based nutrition products that are designed to kind of replenish and replace what's missing from foods. And if you are curious about a more plant-centric diet and lifestyle, or if you're going vegan, like it's basically table stakes to take something like light fuel to complement um, that plant-based approach. And even if you're not, I think you'll um, find that our products digest better than like whey proteins and some of the other, you know, supplements and, and stuff. And it'll also help to reduce kind of that supplement cabinet from like 12, 15 products down to, you know, just one or two. And so I think that's where we had a lot of value. And we're really about uh, helping people uh, transition away from a standard American diet to a, more of a bio-individual approach, finding the, the path that really works well for them. That's going to you know, help them achieve their health and wellness goals, but also serves them for you know, their entire life. It's not about a quick fix like solution. It's really about empowering people to live their fullest every day and, and really you know, embrace and, and enjoy that, that journey. So. Um, yeah, that's that's the best way to, to find us. I've got a personal newsletter too that people can sign up for for more uh, deeper dive into topics like this, uh, which is chrismandarino.com. Um, but yeah, it's such a pleasure to be here and um, yeah, really grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, my man, we, I'm definitely going to have you on for a number two, uh, maybe later Great. on this year, maybe next year. But this is a, this is fantastic. And I I, I just love your approach. I love how you're not very dogmatic about, you know, keto or about vegan, you know, you're looking at the complete approach and not just with food, but you also look at um, lifestyle changes as well and how those impact your life. So this is a fantastic episode. This, the, the website lifefuel.com is going to be in the show notes. Everybody knows what the show notes are going to be. Zikahel.com slash lifefuel. I'm not that complicated, people. I'm not that complicated. <laughs> The show notes are going to be simple. in the description of the podcast. Yeah, keep it nice and simple, right? Keep it nice yeah. and simple. The show notes are also going to be in the uh, in the, the uh, description of the episode, so you can click on there, learn more about Chris, and also click on the uh, website and learn more about Life Fuel as well. And um, yeah, that's it. So thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Enjoy the rest of your day, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this, on any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.